0: You're listening to Her Brilliant Health Radio, episode number 26. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Dr. Kieran here for another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. So excited about my guest who's here with me today. I want to tell you a little bit about her. I met her while I was on retreat this holiday with my mother at Kripalu Yoga and Health Center in Massachusetts. I took a workshop with her and it was absolutely wonderful. And I immediately thought I need to share her and her light and what she offers and the message she brings with you so i'm so excited to have her here so for more than 30 years rabbi Segal has used her training in religion psychology art yoga and meditation to inspire people to live their heart's purpose authentically and joyfully teaching internationally she facilitates experiences of transformation for individuals and groups. She has been featured on CBS Sunday Morning News and National Public Radio. Her TEDx talk, Be Your Sea Self, no matter what they say, conveys her important message and has inspired thousands. As a scholar, spiritual mentor, inspirational teacher, congregational rabbi and artist, She approaches spirituality and religion without the seriousness that is often used but lacks joy and fulfillment. She offers practices to free rather than constrict us. She helps people to express their joyful nature and the dance of their soul. Welcome Rabbi Segal.
1: That's wonderful being here.
0: So you shared so many practices with us during the retreat, but what I appreciated most that I really wanted people to hear is instead of the usual approach to, for instance, the Kabbalah or any religion, it starts with the dogma what's the history who what when where what are the doctrines what are the practices what do we have to do and you completely put that to the side and basically went to the essence of it and said why why did the why do we have this and what does it mean and how do you live this in your life to make your life better which to me is the essence of every religion that sometimes gets lost so if you could talk to people about what is the wisdom from your experience that we can glean and use in our everyday life and why
1: wow big question
0: yes right
1: <laughs> It's great You know, I think it's more honoring to think about our traditions coming from people than coming from God. It's more honoring to humanity and to their traditions to remember it came from human beings. It came from human beings. It came from um, human needs. And sometimes what we think about as dogmas and and those things we have to do or not do, so it's a lot of restrain yourself, don't do this, but my nature is to do this, but no, no, don't do it. Religion says don't do it. I think we went too far in controlling it. So what I do, I go back to the origins of religions and they are mystical traditions. And once you hit mystical traditions, which Kabbalah or Kabbalah, uh, you can pronounce it either way, um, is the Jewish mysticism. And it's basically... Uh, this acknowledgement that we don't know everything, there's a lot of mystery, there's a lot of mysterious in this world. We know it in religion, we know it in our lives, we know it in science, we don't know everything. So what we need is to acknowledge we don't know, so this the, the place of the mystery in the ancient traditions, before it was organized religion, they did the same thing. They're like, okay, um, we are afraid of this, we don't know about that. What can we do and what can, how can we, um, uh, it, it, we interact with it? This is the main thing, how do we interact with this? So here's the basic premise. Now, mysticism is a really extensive, complicated uh, topic. So we're going to do it very lightly, but just gonna go to the points that uh, are interesting uh, to me about this as they relate to what to do for us. Mm -hmm. In in our lives, because that's where you're at, you're helping people. So we want to make sure we make the connection there to to help people. So, um, so mysticism is the acknowledgement that every human being has the capacity to be connected or to experience the luminous the uh, some people call god i don't like to use the word god so much because it's a character and once we interact with a character we forget the mystery and it's not good so 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 how how do i experience the uh the mystery the unknown the the beauty the the whatever is there how 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 does it speak to me how does it touch me and my heart? So that's when I work with my students and, and I work in my own life on that. How do I connect to um to beauty and to inspiration? And what does it feel like when I'm inspired and connected? And what does it feel like when I'm not, when I'm disconnected? So what happens? So let's in 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 short, the Kabbalists. Um The Kabbalists, I'm thinking about 13th century, but more the 16th century, the learning from the 16th century in northern Israel, in Tzfat, they looked around them and they said, the world is broken. This is not, the world is broken. This is not great. God is not great. We're suffering down here. How is it possible that all this we hear about God is great, God God is great, but we are starving, being prosecuted, and all this is going on. What can we do with this? and they sat and they meditated. Meditation is a deep practice in all religions, in all religions. We took it away from organized religion, but it's really that tool that we can sit and each and every one of us can really immerse ourselves in our own soul and our own spirit as it connects to the universal spirit. It's not woo-woo, it's just what it is. We know it now from science because we can see those things, <laughs> so, right? So we can't just, it's not just, oh, that's what they believe, that's what they, they think. No, 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 we know it for a fact, it's it, it's it's there. Um, that's why the connection to science is very important to me um, because I don't like to just do too much, you know, theory is nice, creativity is nice, but I don't wanna go too too far out there. So the Cowboys said, you know, there is brokenness in this world. What can we do? What can we do? Versus God is not there. We, 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 can't, we can't trust that. Uh, instead of breaking more, they understood there is brokenness in the situation, in every situation. Life is hard. And they investigated and they created a whole theory about the Godhead and how to interact with God. What can we do here to make it better for the Godhead? And what can we do to to make it better for ourselves here, ourselves as human beings? And they created the system of how to help yourself. Now, meditation, key. We know it now to be a really important part and we know it from from history that the Kabbalists really use that deeply. What does it mean to meditate? How to meditate? It's, it's a huge topic. And I teach this specific things. So basically to relax, mm-hmm. to have enough, to, to realize you are enough, that points you more to a joy and peace versus um, uh, you know, all this, the regret, the hardships, that not good enough, I'm, and, and life should be different. All, all this complaining, we have to acknowledge them, but also make room for other things. Now, I, def- I said something very big, but it's, you know, that there are many de- details behind it because you de- we did study together, so.
0: Yes, I, so, so mysticism is a direct experience of the divine. And if I'm correct, there are mystics in every tradition. There are Jewish mystics and Catholic mystics and Protestant mystics. And it just means to have a direct experience. And to me, that's what, is bringing religion to the practical. How does this help me live my life, and how do I have that? Uh, and I thought that was that's the beauty of what you bring, and I love that you tie in that meditation is a part of every religious tradition. And the science backs that up and it's really that part of you that isn't thought and isn't feeling and isn't physical. And so if you can quiet down all of those things and get to that space that where a lot of people will describe as the the liminal space where you are no one and no thing and nowhere. Uh, there are actually healing benefits to that. The science certainly proves that, and um, I love that you you teach that. I don't I don't know that that meditation is really a standard part of most religions. I get a lot of resistance with clients sometimes because they say, "Oh no, that's that's against my religion to meditate," <laughs> and uh, they think it's some woo woo way out there thing. So. I love, how, what practice do you like to help people to learn to meditate? Uh,
1: it depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love working with people one-on-one and, uh, and I do it remotely too. And the reason is because just um, as a practitioner, as a doctor, you have to see, okay, what is the issue here? Do we need to open more of the, um, the heart, more into the sensing, or do we need to focus more? Uh, do we need to focus the mind? Are they too scattered or are they too focused? So whatever it is, you always want to um, uh, balance it out. So it's just like any practitioner. This is, this is what I use. So, so sometimes the practices are for focusing. Sometimes the big, big ones are the focusing and to actually uh, to be more receptive. Kabbalah means to receive, so becoming more receptive. So opening up because many of us are, are specializing and we are just closing up into our specialty and we get stuck in there. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the two big ones. Uh, I want to address something that you said. Yes. You said it's not physical, it's not intellectual, it's not, it's not, it's, it's spiritual. It, it's not, I wouldn't say it's not, it's all of it. Ah. Right. It's all of it. So because we're always pulling from the physical, because unless we're living integrated lives between physical, intellectual, spiritual, emotional, relational, time alone, time together, and unless, we do, unless we do this, there is an, an um, Im, uh, Im, imbalance that happens. And to address the question about my religion doesn't allow me to, to meditate. Right. So here's the sad, here's the sad fact. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a rebel, so you know, I'm a rabbi, but I'm a, like a rebel rabbi. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> I love it. Like that, Rabbi, you tell us to do this. Yes. So here is, here is what's the difference between religion that is organized and to control and to have group cohesion and the, 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 everybody following the same path of this doctrine and you do or you don't and mysticism mysticism is democratic mysticism allows you to have the control to do it your way so when you meditate you open up to your own inspiration to your own authenticity to your own way which is unique your own each and every one of us it's, it's we have common things but it's a unique expression there is nobody that that, that was before you or, or after you that is exactly you So you have your own unique unique way. That's why creativity and being playful is so so important because that's how we find it. Mm -hmm. So so they don't want you to be unique. You they want you to be in the box. And if you meditate, you get out of the box. If you get out of the box, they have problems now. What they're gonna do with you? Right? No. But we can relate to it because you know we are we like a little bit rebels. Right. Right. And we're encouraging people to do the same thing. Go out there and, and be you, really be you. So that's that's a that's a big difference. So the reason why people think meditation is not part of their tradition, it's because it's being concealed. People don't know about mysticism because it's being concealed, and people say, oh, you can't do mysticism. It's a, yeah, because if you do mysticism, it will
0: set you free. They organized religion doesn't want you free. So why is the question in everyone's mind, why? Why? Yes. You, no, you're kidding. I'm, I'm saying that's what a lot of people are wondering who are listening. Why? why wouldn't they want me to be free? Because, oh my goodness, organized religion, like anything
1: that's organized, they want to control you. So like, you, you know, we have been fed a bad diet. I'm really big on food and all this. So just that, you know, the spirit is just, your body has to be in shape and grounded and, and so on, right? So they fed us this, this oh, this, sugars and, and, and white flour, it's good for us. People's diet is based in this stuff. And you would think like, why are you poisoning people? Why are you poisoning people? The whole world is being poisoned because they make money on it. <laughs> it's so sad to even like to tell you that about religion why they make money on it and if you go free and you say really i don't need to sit in your pews because i am free and inspired and i'm going to go help some people because i feel the joy of i feel the inspiration of blah 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 you know like all this that's why so you get the answer is very simple it's always about some manipulation that somebody's gaining from, Um, And I'm not going to start talking about politics.
0: Right. No, I get that. But I don't, I live in the Bible Belt and most people don't. And they really uh, believe that um, what they're getting in the pew and the doctrine is going to to save them for the afterlife. Uh, And so when I come with uh, scientifically based information on how meditation can help Um, And a lot of the other practices that aren't about necessarily diet and exercise, sometimes there is a lot of pushback. And uh, that's why I think it's just so important for people to hear leaders of all faiths speaking the truth. And really, it's about a direct experience. And science and religion really have bridged, science and spirituality really have bridged. Um, and so looking at, yes, being exploited and that church can be, uh, to me, it's at the beach, uh, <laughs> but, um, what are some other practices? You did some wonderful exercises with us during the workshop, uh, talk about the chanting.
1: Oh, the chanting.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh... If everything is vibration, sound vibrates, helps us the, in the vibration in, in the body. So this is in, a, in, a, in terms of how it, is, how it lives in the body. Um, it opens the heart, it does, it does something. When we sit together and, and chant, it does something to our being. Um, and for me, chanting has been, um, singing has been always something that I love to do. And I have spent years of many hours in meditation. And for me, meditate, practice, I should say, um, that includes meditation, but for me, meditation is also reading inspirations. Of course, I studied, I read a lot of the books and also writing and moving uh, as part of the practice. So I spent hours in those practices. So people say, how do you know it? Well, I've done it for years and years. I mean, I would spend hours in in, in a practice per day. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, and what happened, the beauty was, because um, I'm bilingual, I speak both Hebrew and, and English. Mm-hmm. I, I The songs, the words, the, the, the poetry just came um, from those practices. And it all, it's almost like they came to me. Like they came and they presented themselves and I translated in a poetic way. And um, it's been, I, I call my, my production company Holy Chutzpah holy chutzpah because it takes it's just the audacity the holy audacity to to just put stuff out there in this way and talk in this way because i'm not the highly trained musician so there are many more musicians before me that should be producing things but here i am producing music because it's just the call of the soul and it's and encouraging people to do their own dance their own soul dance uh, one of the cities i out is the dance of the soul because of that mm-hmm. and it, it's just it just works and again um, like meditation it is in the jewish tradition it is in all mystical traditions we have stories about how mystics in the 16th century said they didn't they want to become more awake mm-hmm. i love it when people work with me they say you know I'm feeling more awake. There is more awakening. I'm feeling like more awake and they don't, they never had words for it before. They don't even know what they're saying, but they're feeling more awake. So if we're doing those practices of chanting over and over again, you wake up. So the cabal is set in the middle of the night and, and and enchanted in groups. So in meditating groups, so chanting is a meditation. Meditation is a way of focusing on something and opening the heart. And, uh, Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a love. You know, it's, if I have something bothering me, I can just take my guitar and and sit down and chant, like it's it's or just like walk around and and chant. It's just been a, a gift, and I think uh, the positive music. You no, know, you know, a lot of young children now listening to very negative, dark, um, violent um, music. It's so so it's yeah, it's very sad. Um but so yeah, positive positive music and moving with it and chanting is mm-hmm. a great practice. So but you asked me about practices, right? Yes. So the so the so meditation it sounds like something that you do internally within your body. What we're doing now is one of the biggest practices there are, which is conversation. Mm-hmm. So the difference between okay, let's just sit quietly and, and meditate or just hear information and read something to me it's all about conversations and mindful conversations is where the, the project that i've been working on and when you come to my workshop you know you talk to people you don't like you know you have to interact with some people are like i thought i'm just going to sit here and meditate <laughs> right. and i'm the only person who teaches meditation with lots of talking you know Because when people sit for 30 minutes on their own, I don't know what they do in their head.
0: I don't know. They probably go to the same places. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably doing a shopping list. What do I have to do when I leave here? I mean, I think sometimes that's why we want to be talked at and lectured to because we check out. But conversation requires you to interact and dig deep and be present.
1: Yes that's the trick so that's so I put people right in in pairs or or and it's like okay talk and it's like uh, uh, and and at the beginning and then the group talk uh and and I think that more and more you know I can do the lecture but more and more I come into a room I say we're not going to do lecture here we're going to (laughs) we're going to talk so that's what you're doing. We're doing the same thing. You're talking to people and you bring them into conversation because I can give you theory, but it will not help you. It will not touch what you need to be uh, working on. Uh, if if we, I don't hear from you and, and you actually, you try it on by talking and we go back and forth. That's why I work a lot one-on-one with people because mm-hmm. that's, we really go deep. You know, people sit with me, they can work with psychologists for a long, long time. And then they say, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Because the spiritual piece, the meditation piece, the conversation of real. So I call it going to the edge in the conversation. It's meantful, not mindful, meantful. It's for mending, like a fabric, mending a fabric. So you recognize there is disconnect between things within you because we have many parts. Mm-hmm between people, between things, between areas of in our own being. So some people are very smart, but they don't take care of their bodies. There's a huge gap and we have to, mm-hmm. yes.
0: And, and this is why I want to talk to you and people who bring the why to it because we don't necessarily need another podcast that tells us what to eat, how to exercise. Everybody knows that everybody knows what they need to be doing they're not doing it Mm -hmm. why aren't they doing it it's this stuff because of the disconnection from themselves and the lack of worth because they're not paying attention to themselves and just all of these things and this is why i think it's so important to have these conversations with people who have done the work themselves and you're living your life outside the lines. I live my life outside the lines because that's what my soul demands Mm -hmm. for health. And this is why I think it's so vital. You did an exercise with us during the workshop that I'll never forget and I think everyone should do this. And, And if you're listening, don't just hear it and say, oh yeah, that sounds great, I'll do it someday. I want you to commit in the next 24 hours to picking one person and asking them to spend 15 minutes with you doing this exercise. It was the exercise where you had us face each other one-on-one and just say, what do you love? One person asked you, do you want to talk about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, y- you know, you, you've raised like a few things. I'll, yeah. <laughs> Cause like, so it's so important and um, And I I want to address the why, why we're not doing it. But let's go to this exercise. This exercise, it's basically, what do you love? Thank you. We have in the brain a negativity bias. We all know about the negativity bias. Mm -hmm. We always think, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? And we don't spend time cultivating the part of the brain that remembers what's right. And more than that, what do we love? And your introduction to it is right on. It doesn't matter if you just sit there and, oh, that sounds interesting. It's about the practice. So if if anything out of our conversation that I would like to bring forth is the practice. Whatever we need to do the practice of. So not even 15 minutes. If you sit for five minutes, mm-hmm. each person, and it goes, what do you love? And you say...
0: And then the other person answers, I, I love the way the sun looks hitting the uh, pine trees.
1: Thank you. What do you love?
0: I love, I, I love the smell of freshly cut grass. Thank you. What do you love? I love meaningful conversation. Thank you.
1: And so on, just even like with those three steps that you took. There is a change in how you feel. There Absolutely. Is a, right. I see on your face, you're calming down. Mm-hmm. You are now understanding the exercise is to look within. What do I love? What do I love? And you go to this place in your brain that remembers what you love. And it goes, lights up. Yeah. It lights up. It's happy. And all of a sudden we have happy. What is gratitude? This is in in a way a gratitude practice, right? Right?
0: And I, I love how it's it's different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's better.
1: It tricks you, yeah.
0: Because if you sit there and think what am I grateful for, what I find most people do is they list items. Oh, for my partner, for my car, for my great job. But this is different. This accesses something passion
1: yeah yeah passion heart fire uh um, aliveness right Mm -hmm. because we live for what we love if we if we took love away we would be empty shells the reason you do your work is because of your passion and your love for people helping all the things that you love the conversations obviously So that if you didn't have love, what would you be like, what? Empty, 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 sad. Like there was no, so that's, you know, there's a story in uh, in the, the Jewish tradition that talks about why God created the world. God was lonely, beautiful stories. You have to relate to stories, beautiful stories. So God was lonely. God created the world to interact with someone, and God loves people so much to interact with them. So it's so sweet that you know the whole thing that we relate and we think God, God is because of desire to interact, to be connected, to to be connected to to this this passion that moves us and also moving God. Yes, being. I know you don't like the word gratitude. I'm grateful for. I love. Being connected to what we love and what we have Mm -hmm. makes us enough and more. When we focus on bad things, we don't feel like
0: we are enough. Right? That's interesting. Why would that be? It's just how it feels. Because we, we,
1: again you think about the negativity bias, if we develop a positivity bias, do you understand what's like the, yes, right, right, right. the, the, the survival brain always thinking about what's wrong to survive, mm-hmm. but we don't think what's right. So what's right. Uh, we need to think about, in, so it takes us out of the fight or flight brain, basically. And it creates an expansion in an area that, that it, 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 it's, it, it's, um, it, it's opening up. So it feels like we are not f- doing the fight or flight. So it feels like it's enough. So we can settle in. We can lean back. You can relax. Right.
0: So it almost brings you into alignment with your true self. Because your true self is love. And passion, and I think all those right. positive things. And so if you're focusing on the positive and you come into alignment, then you're out of the fight, flight, sympathetic nervous system, dial down, right. parasympathetic, relax. And that's the only state in which you can heal is where you've got parasympathetic dominance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So would. When- so you can do it in many ways. You can do it through words like this. You can do it through beautiful nature. You can do it through a uh, um, uh, conversation. There are many ways you have to shift. You have to be the awareness, the practice. The main practice is the awareness that I can shift. I can shift for this. And one of the shifting is, okay, let's remember what do I love. It all looks bad now and I'm really in pain and I can't. Okay, let me shift. What do I love? Okay, beach, what do I love? What do I love? What do I love? I, I pull myself. So when I have a hard time, I make myself go there because I have enough capacity and practice again, practice mm-hmm. with it. So when I have to call it, I can. I can, I can bring it forward. So great, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's, it's, I'm so glad I hear a lot of good feedback about this exercise. And I make myself it's like, okay, you must do this exercise. You must do this exercise for everybody because it does work.
0: Yes. And like I said, you have so many, and I know that our time is limited. So I'm going to encourage everybody to look at your website and find out more. So if you want to give the details of how they can find you on the internet, that would be wonderful.
1: Right. So the main um, uh, website is Rabbi Segal, R A B B i s i g a l i'm sure it's going to be on the page with this dot yes. um, com or dot org will take you there and menful m e n d f u l dot org and that's uh really what i want to people have this mindset of mending just mending the world and it's it's it is from from the mystical tradition uh, just like the Kabbalists, the mystics They said, okay, we're going to do something. We're going to heal. We're going to mend. How can we do this? And they figured out ways to do it. And I think it's a great mindset. It's a great attitude. Instead of saying, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. Okay, what can you do? Can you remember what you love? Can you help someone who who needs? Can, can Can you do something to shift? if you can't do anything, just take a piece of chocolate, just like I say in, in, my, <laughs> in, my, TED, in my TED talk. It's, I, you know, it, I was not pre-thinking that on, it was on stage, I was giving this this uh, talk and I was thinking about, you know what, just take a piece of chocolate because joy in the body goes a long way. So whatever gives you joy, uh, so I'm not talking about doing drugs and I'm not, I'm just talking about looking at a beautiful thing, closing your eyes, remember who you love, um, taking a piece of chocolate. Why? Because the tongue is so rich with sensations and it really shifts a lot of your focus from your brain to the taste and, or whatever you like to eat. Uh, and, and then you can give it a break from being all tight and, and, and stressed even for a moment and then expanding from there. The work is not to deny the what's wrong, but to make room for what's right. So when you come to what's wrong, you have more capacity, more bandwidth to interact with it. So it's just Mm -hmm. like when you take care of yourself as a doctor, if you, when you start to really take care of yourself as a doctor, you have so much more room to do work and service for other people, for your family, for your, for your patients. If, if, if I don't do self care, I am not available for my students and, and for my family. And that's what I care about. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, oh, it's, it's selfish to take care of yourself. No, you must take care of yourself. So mental within mental without through time alone and in conversation is the whole teaching. And of course, there are many more details, but in a nutshell, this is the whole thing.
0: Yes. And and as I said before, so many practices that you shared with us, uh, I always say whenever I hear some new information about health and healing, my brain always says, but how do you do this real time on the road in life? How do you make it work for you so that it actually results in improvements uh, because all the supplements in the world and all the instruction as we said before isn't going to help you if you don't know how to road test it and that is the absolute beauty of what you offer it's accessible to everyone and it's simple and 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 just I've I've incorporated a lot of them into my life uh, already, so thank you so much for that.
1: Great, yeah. We met at the retreat, and I have a couple more retreats in June and mm-hmm. in uh, September for it's a mindful living from your soul. So it's it's really focusing on okay, how can you do it? We all have the ability to do it. We just need some tools and
0: use them. Yes, so, I and mean, using I- your tools. And if you're listening and you've thought about going on a retreat, you've thought about going on a women's group retreat or anything, and this even remotely appeals to you, please look it up. You, This will probably be life-changing for you. It's unlike any retreat I've ever been on. And I've been on lots because I love retreats. So uh, definitely look it up and uh, look into it. And Sigal, you so exemplify her brilliant health. And I would love if you could share with everyone how you would define that.
1: Define it.
0: Yeah, how would you, what does that mean to you?
1: relaxed, receptive, at ease. I can see this image of this beautiful woman, which is all of us, in a beautiful uh, bed of flowers, soft flowers, and, and just enjoying life at ease, not always running, running, running. So you're providing this this uh, you know this this uh, all those all those teachings and everything you're bringing forth for people to just be at ease with themselves you know for the women to just relax instead of doing so I would say being a good human mending human being is that image that I have of that
0: so it's really a state of being is how you see it as and brilliant health is a state of being yeah. I love that. Yeah.
1: It's I, a you're not you already naturally are. And so we sometimes need to take stuff away to uncover it. It's like a the mystery of it is that you don't have to do anything. You just have to be. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. It's in this conversation coming up this way.
0: Yes, and I could. We could talk about this uh, probably for hours and I definitely want to encourage people to look at your website and uh, interact with you more because you have so much to offer. Great. Thank you for sharing yourself with us today. So much appreciate it. Many blessings.
1: Thank you. It's such my pleasure uh, to you know, be with you for a couple of days and now be with you here. So anytime. Thank Keep you. up the good work. It's really good work.
0: Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you're inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit kieran.dunstanmd.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me and remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science.